Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Team Building Podcast. I'm your host today, Andy Cuny, and I have an amazing guest on today. I'm very excited to uh, introduce you to this person. Now, a lot of you may have already uh, know of him because he's that big of a personality, and he is a legend, especially in Canada. So does that mean that you're like 60% of a legend when you come to the States, or does that, how does that translate? What's the conversion on that? It's got to be 80-20 principle. I'm like 20 percent of the big deal when I go to the States. <laughs> 20%. So you're a rock star in the States and you come down here and you're about 20%. I like, I love it. All right. So yeah. if, if, for those of you who don't recognize that voice, I am speaking with Logan Boyce of Montreal, Canada. He is, uh, gosh, okay. So he's a rock star agent, team leader, team owner. Uh, he's a real estate investor. He's an ERS. He's one of our uh, lead ERS coaches. Right. And he's an ERS owner. He's recently, within the last six months, he has decided to invest in our co- coaching company and uh, jump on this ride with us. And we are so lucky to have him. Uh, I, I can say that, Logan. I do want to start out before I let you run because I know the minute I hand over the mic to you, you're going <laughs> to run and I may not be able to get back in. So I'm going to say everything now is. <laughs> is I will say that it has been um, amazing and I do feel super, what's the word? Blessed is kind of the one that's used, but I just feel really lucky, right? That I've been able to um, not only get to know you, but then partner with you on a business level, right? Where um, you have helped me push my mindset right? Even further than I thought it could go and faster. So I absolutely love it. And I want to tell you right off before I start making fun of you mercilessly that I really do appreciate (laughs) you and and I do love you. So, all right, without any more of me controlling the narrative, let's give it to Logan. Logan, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are for those people who are listening and they're like, oh, great. Why do I listen to this Canadian? What has he done? Why should I listen to him? Other than the fact that uh, he has a Tom Brady poster behind him. Oh yeah. For those of you who are watching. Yeah. Okay. So a little funny story on that before I get into me, all of our offices here in Montreal's elite real estate group, all of our offices are themed for greatest of all time athletes. Oh, so cool. right now, right now I'm in the, I'm in the football room, which is obviously hosted by the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, but we've got the tennis room with Serena Williams. We've got the MMA room with Amanda Nunes. We've got the uh, hockey room with Wayne Gretzky, uh, on basketball. This is going to be a little bit of a debate, I hope, but we got a basketball room with Jordan, obviously, yep. in my opinion, that's obvious. I'm 46. That's of course, Jordan. Otherwise, there and then it might be Bird. I'll give that to yeah, that's, that's a good one for sure. But right, yeah, so exactly. a little, little, little bit about me. I uh, Wait, real you know, quick, real quick, real quick. I want to hear all about that. I do. But I have to tell you, if you're going to have a poster up, I'll send you one. Greatest of all time or GOAT for a football room, you might want to look into Art Monk. Look at that. <laughs> they have no idea who that is. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? What uh, he was that? the greatest, who would it be now? Washington commander of all time. Oh, yeah, because you can't say Redskin anymore. Uh, you can't. Nope. Well, not in the States. 
you're in Canada, oh, so I don't okay. know what the rules are up there. But uh, yeah, dude, it's it's yeah. No, we, we had a couple of team names changed up here too. We used to have oh, the Edmonton you? Eskimos, and now they're called the Edmonton Elks. Oh, okay, very cool. All yeah. right, so just look into Art Monk. He's a classic, right? Um, I will. I'm I'm ready to take Brady down, anyways. So no, I'm not. He's the best. <laughs> but honestly, okay. so uh, so yeah, man. A little, little bit about me. I've been running my team now for like six, seven years. Okay. Um, I met Jeff randomly because I was, I was just a kid. I was like 18, 19 years old. I just got licensed and, uh, I was doing crew work for this mastermind group called go abundance. And, uh, the guy who was running it in Montreal for this event was like, Hey, you got to meet this guy. It's Jeff Cohn. He runs this huge team in Omaha and, uh, you know, he's super awesome. He makes all this money and all this kind of stuff. I was like, hell yeah. So he was like, you want to go pick him up in the airport? I said, sure. So I go up, pick him up in the airport. And I think like, you know, my dream car at the time was the Tesla. And I just mm-hmm. thought all rich people like Teslas, right? So I thought this would be a great way to like bond with a guy that, you know, had a bunch of money. I was like, Hey man, like, yeah, oh, sorry. I have to pick you up in this. Like, I wish I had my Tesla. It's on my, on my vision board. He's like, Teslas are stupid. <laughs> and just like walks away. <laughs> and I was like, well, that was fun. It's over now. You know, <laughs> so that's my funny story of how I met Jeff Cohn. But um, you know, it's it's been a it's been an awesome awesome ride since then. You know, I, I went to so many of your guys' workshops and then uh, got involved with uh, the coaching as soon as as soon as it was released. I was cl- I, I tell people when I meet them, I was I was cl- I was probably client number one, but if not, I was client number three or something for ERS. You you and, were uh, and and real quick, I have a question about that story. When when you picked Jeff up from the airport. Was that when we spoke at like a KW and gave kind of like a mini workshop? No, 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 no. This was uh, before that. Yeah, significantly before that. So that's how uh, we knew cool. you. And then we came back to do the speaking in Ottawa. Exactly. Yeah, you got okay. it. Okay, because uh, that's when Kevin and I got stopped at customs. <laughs> yeah. For like four hours. <laughs> because. Oh, no. Because they asked me, they said, uh, business or pleasure. And I probably just should have said pleasure, but I said, oh, business. Of course. Right. I was, it was my first time to Canada. And I was like, oh, business. And they said, great. Where are you speaking? And I said, couldn't tell you because I never plan any of it. Right. I just show up and speak. Like, where are you speaking? I said, don't know. Where are you staying? Couldn't tell you that. <laughs> and, they're like, and they're like, really? And I said, oh, uh, they go, God. do you have any materials with you? And I said, our ops guy does. Like I had nothing. And they're like, we're going to have to ask you to step over here. So then oh God. while oh, we're boy. in customs for, I was like three or four hours, they were super nice, like the nicest people. But they're like, you don't, you like, they were telling us in the nicest way that we were going to sit there for four hours. And that was really oh, funny God. is they wanted to make sure that what I was telling them was true. So they made yeah. me do a like 40 minute version of our real estate workshop for them. They were like, can you actually explain what? this material? They said, can you actually explain this material? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to explain it to like 200 people tomorrow in an auditorium. They're like, we want to make sure that you actually, this is real and you understand what no it is. Way. And I was like, are you serious? So yeah, this whole, yeah, for four hours. And it was um, first time I've ever been detained by customs, but it helps with my street cred, I think, when I'm in Canada now. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You, you survived a run-in with the RCMP. That's badass. The RCMP. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. Royal Canadian Mounted Police. It sounds better when it's an acronym. Just you. Just you. <laughs> just for no one. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So you, you did. You were one of our, you were with our beta group, right? When we first yep. started the coaching, you were with our beta group where we just like, we locked in like 10 to 12 people. 
And we're like, hey, yeah. we're going to figure this out. We're going to fail forward with you guys. And uh, you were one. I remember having one-on-one calls with you every single week. So, yeah. So at the time, I had two agents. And uh, one of them was my best friend that I had. Because I, I had one of my best solo uh, years in my entire career, which was 76 transactions. So like, I, Jeff's I best ever 70. was 75. Ha! Oh, my God. That, I love the fact that you just said that. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. That's awesome. So, so yeah, I had my best year ever. So I called up my buddy, John, who's now our ops guy here at, at Montreal's Elite Real Estate Group. He's also part owner here as well. Is um, I said, hey, man, like you're, you're, you're swinging a sword literally every single day for your job. You worked in medieval times. I don't know if anybody knows that, but it's literally like, like a restaurant? dinner theater. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And he was, he was like the head knight. So uh, I called him up and said, man, this is not as hard as people made it out to be. This is like, I can teach you how to make a lot of freaking money, dude. You're making $15 an hour, actually like risking your health every single day. Don't do that. $15 an hour Canadian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What is that? Like five bucks American? No, Uh, but (laughs) that that joke will be funny forever. Forever. And I will never stop saying it. (laughs) Oh man, if we just get our shit together and get to par, that would be nice. Then then right. we can stop making that joke. But exactly. But yeah. So anyway, so I get him get him over. He was like on my big bucket list of goals because I, <clears throat> um, one of the things that I teach a lot when I do uh, goal setting workshops and career visioning and stuff like that is that if you make a goal about yourself, you're probably not going to accomplish it. And the reason for that is because, especially as a young person who's been coddled their whole life, which I was, like I'm, I'm unapologetically spoiled. You know, mm-hmm. so it actually provided some some kind of annoying habits, which was that if I made a goal about myself, I'd have this little voice in the back of my head saying, well, you don't really need that, do you? Like, you're perfectly fine where you're at. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you ever get in trouble, you know, you, you've got a lot of safety nets. So just just chill. So fighting that voice was was really difficult. But what I found that worked really well was making your goals about someone or something else. Okay. So in this case, my goal was to bring my best friend from Toronto because he had moved from Montreal to Toronto. So I okay. uh, accomplished that. So he was one of my two agents when I signed up for, for ERS. And um, <clears throat> and then from there, first year, we went to seven agents pretty quickly. Um, fast forward to today, we're over 20. And I don't sell anymore. So when did you stop selling? I, okay. So funny and I'm story. sure it wasn't like you, you switched the, or you flipped the switch and it's like, I sold 72 and now I sell zero. Like, you know what I mean? Over the next day. No, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I kept on like the between 60 to 70 pace for a couple of years after that. And then what happened was as soon as we got to like maybe eight agents, um, I was like, you know what? I don't like the look of me selling anymore because what I, I do a lot of, uh, training on outbound prospecting on my team. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a good look to be like, hey, call these for sale by owners, call the expired, these expired listings. But also, I'm also going to call them. And there's no chance in hell you're booking it over me. Right. You're in direct competition. Yeah. So I I really didn't like that look. So I I did flip that switch when we reached probably about eight agents. I was like, you know what? It's time to stop selling. And it was was objectively too early. Okay. And why do you think it was too early? Well, I took a massive financial haircut. I went from doing like three hundred something thousand dollars a year or something like that down to, you know, a hundred. It was a big cut. It was a huge cut. So then my focus had to be like very, very hardcore on bringing more bodies into the team. 
um, and get, getting people, getting our training and, and systems really, really good so that if we did bring in somebody who's relatively new, we had the systems and strategies to get them into like a good producing status of, you know, 10 to 10 to 18 deals a year or something like that. So, and I want to make sure people didn't just lose that and hear kind of the, the surface, right, of that story is you didn't stop serving clients. Your clients just changed, right? So you were no yeah, longer exactly. trying to convert real estate clients to purchase and or sell real estate, you are now converting agents, right? To come Correct. join your team because that is yep. now the client you serve. So that's 100% one of the things that I tell people too, is, is I say, you know, you think that you building a team is this magical thing that you're never going to have to do lead generation anymore because you're done with serving clients, but jokes on you. It's just a different type of lead generation, right? You're going to be calling the the other side of, you know, your, your agent, Bob, did a deal with another agent, Sue at, at Remax. You're going to call that agent, Sue and say, Hey, what's up? Uh, Bob said, you did a really great job. Come have coffee with me, whatever it is, you know, so it is, it's a completely different game, but what my schedule looks like right now is pretty fun because, because my, my team is kind of on autopilot. You know, I have meetings every week with my ops guy, John, and my head of administration, Alex, who's also a part owner as well. And, um, that's, I do the one meeting with them every single week. I do the trainings for ERS, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have my investing business as well. And, um, and yeah, then, then the rest of my time is just, you know, coaching the agents and making sure that I'm available for them if they have questions here and there and, um, just constantly trying to find value for them. That's, that's my main job. If you were to say like, what's your job as a team leader, it's constantly trying to provide better and more things for my agents. You know what? I love it. It's literally, you said it in a, in a better way than I said it. I just got done doing a podcast with Danny Hampton this morning from the Fort Worth area. And she's awesome. Big fan. She, she is. She's a rock star. And I said, my, I said, one of my main goals, right, as a team leader is wake up every morning. And my job is to find ways to remove excuses for you guys right? Is because excuses are everywhere. You can find them anywhere, right? You and I could find excuses mm-hmm. right now. Oh, oh yeah. And sure. it's, it's my job as a leader is to remove those excuses so that they aren't even an option. And so that they can have the no fear approach, right? To go ahead. They're like, well, I have to do it. There's really no reason I can't. That's what I want my agents to say and think. And I, I also, I've noticed you've mentioned it twice. It was really quick. But your key leadership roles, you've given ownership to. Well, I wouldn't say given. Mm-hmm. They've earned ownership, right? How Into your company. And and everybody always, their team seems to blow up if you get a key person who leaves, right? And, yep. I, and what I want to tell people is you don't get that key person to leave if you create a world large enough for them to reach their goals within it. And yeah. it sounds to me like that's something you've done. Yeah, it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, people, people literally, it blows their mind to realize that my team of 20 has one admin <laughs> and it, it literally blows their mind. Right. So, yep. um, and it's the, the way that I explain it is that a lot of times teams will hire somebody to perform administration and whether he or she is right for the role, uh, remains to be seen. But what happens is eventually they realize that that person may not be right for the role. They're doing it at about I don't know, 40% capacity in terms of like hundred percent would be an absolute rock star for God's sake, pay them whatever they want, lock them in for as long as possible. hundred percent. Right. In this case, they're getting 40 right Mm -hmm. now. What they should do is get rid of that person and find somebody who can do it at 80. 
But instead of that, they hire a second person who does it all doing it at 40. 40. Yep. The problem is they're both getting a salary. And now, now their expenses are bloated and they're wondering why their team's not profitable. <laughs> you know, the, the other thing, the, the main takeaway, and this is why ERS has been an absolute game changer for me when I was in growth mode, was <clears throat> getting the training offloaded off of me. Now I run it, so it's kind of like I am doing it. But at the time, it wasn't me that was running it. It was either you or the Clayton or whoever it was mm-hmm. at the time. Yep. So I would, I would just throw it on the TV. All my agents would watch it. And then I would come in after it or John would come in afterwards and kind of break it down. Mm-hmm. So it was great for me because then I didn't have to plan the trainings, which was hours of time, right? Hours of time. Oh, yeah, people don't understand. I was just telling you right, like right off camera. I said, yeah. yeah, I'm doing the team leader training. Right. And, uh, yeah. and I was, and I was joking with you and I said, yeah. And I go, yeah, I have two and a half pages worth of notes. Right. I was working from eight to like nine 30 this morning, just planning an hour, uh, an hour. Well, it's actually a half hour long training. You know what I mean? You yeah. spend more and time imagine, prepping for the call than you do on the call. And plus imagine this is something that you've taught before. Imagine if it was brand new, fresh, it would have oh. taken you four hours, five Absolutely. hours, maybe to build up yep. that training. And it still wouldn't have been very good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yep. So no, I agree. The, yeah, the, that was 100% uh, a game changer for me. Uh, the other thing is just getting getting the strategy, getting the blueprint. Like, you know, you get your your partnership agreements with your loan officers, you're this person, your insurance, you're that, all that kind of stuff. You get all these guys to help pay for your stuff. And then you can start offering aggressive splits. Because I think a lot of people listen to your guys' podcast or you listen to uh, me come and talk or whatever, and they listen to a split structure. They're like, okay, we're going to do this split structure. And it's like, whoa, 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 calm down now. The only reason yes. we're talking about that split structure is because of the broker fees that we have. It's because of the relationship that we have with our lender and vendors or whatever partners we're talking mm-hmm. about, title, whatever. Um, because of those incomes, we're able to offer a more aggressive split for the agents, which is awesome. But you can't skip the step. Trust me, I know because I did skip the step. The first, the, my, my second year running a team, I was like, I had carbon copied your guys' split structures with the tiers. Yep. Remember the tiers? Yep. So I didn't realize because I'm an idiot and I was 20 years old. I didn't realize that turns out my average sale price is like triple yours. No. So I can't do zero to one million is 60, 40, one to two is 65, yep. 35, right? Yep. So uh, anyway, a couple of the guys. that. Yeah, I did adjust it finally, but a couple of the guys on my team are still like I grandfathered them obviously because I'm not an ass. But uh, right. yeah, I'm still I'm still paying the price a little. Way to bit create a takeaway right away, man. Yeah, exactly. No, it was awesome, man. It's uh, I and and you know I appreciate all the all the wonderful things you said about me at the beginning of this uh, this podcast. But honestly, man, it's like it's rare to encounter somebody that has so much unwavering faith in you. And I've always felt that way about you, that you've always had faith in, in me and have uh, always presented me with every single opportunity, like the opportunity to buy into ERS, the opportunity to be a, a lead coach with ERS. You know, I, I can't thank you enough for believing in me. Well, I will say this. I would like to say, yeah, I saw something in you, right? What I saw was results, right? I mean, that was, you were just constantly um, improving yourself, getting results and how can you, I mean, I would have been an idiot, right? We would have been an idiot to not be like, oh my gosh, we need this person in our world. So, you know what I mean? So I, it's a, it's a two-way street on that one, brother. Um, what I do want to say is, is um, when people talk about it is just make sure they understand what, what type of training you do for um, yeah. 
elite real estate systems is you handle a majority of the Monday and Wednesday trainings. And when we say Monday and Wednesday, it's every week, 11.15 to 12.15. Monday and Wednesday, yep. it's all recorded in a library. Monday is yep. typically a topic. And that those could be across the board, open houses to how to price out a house, how to write anything, mm-hmm. right? All the stuff of being a real estate agent, negotiate, right? Wednesday yep. will typically be the dialogue that would go along with that. So if it's CMA, Wednesday's my favorite. I know. I you freaking love Wednesdays. Wednesday, it would be to say, say on, on Monday, we taught <laughs> you how to price out a house, right? How do I pull comps? How do I do all these things, right? How do I price it out? Wednesday, we're going to teach you how am I now going to have that conversation after I price this house out accurately? How do I have that conversation with my seller? How do I have that conversation yeah. with another agent who's saying, who maybe disagrees with me, right? How do yeah. I have those conversations? Because it's one thing to be able to have the information and know how to gather it, but then convey it and educate. And those are what, because no, nobody cares what information you have if I can't get them to believe that it's true, right? Yeah. And I can't convey it in a way that allows them to understand it. And so, yeah. Um, so go ahead. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, no, you, I mean, you basically said everything. I, I think the one thing that kind of sets ERS apart is the coach, AKA me in this case, <laughs> it's, it's not like I've never sold a house in my life. I've, right. I've sold hundreds and hundreds of homes myself. I still go on the occasional appointment with, with some of the agents on my team. If they, if they absolutely need my help and if, you know, they've earned that, yep. um, I'll go on appointments with them. I still am like a ferocious freaking closer. So uh, I'm still very much boots on the ground. So you're not getting this far removed, I haven't sold a property in 30 years type of coaching. You know, it's very, very tangible. And it's, it's coming from a place of, you know, I just did this, you know, I'm still doing this. This well, right. And it's it's a combination. It's, this is the same training that helped Omaha's elite real estate group that we required our agents to go to on a weekly basis for on how many years. And that on average, we're selling 27 houses a year, right? On average. And so each agent was, and now you combine that with increasing it and improving it with coming from you, right? Now you're teaching it on a weekly basis. We have had such great feedback from team leaders. They're like, oh my God, the agents love Logan, right? They absolutely love Logan. Where else can you get that where it's like, oh, you know, I'm not, what? I'm not I'll, 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 I'll level with you. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to, to admit that because I'm quite brash. Um, like I, I remember that just, just hey. last week it was, I don't know when this is going to air, but, but last week was like the week before the, the, the holidays or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I looked right at the camera. I was like, I know you're not working next week. I know you're already <laughs> taking time off. And you right? saw everybody like, like, what? Oh no. Dude, <laughs> hey, man, you, you were removing the excuse that they were already going to use. You literally yeah, exactly. are doing what we just talked about a little bit ago. You're removing yeah. the excuses. You're calling it out. You're preemptively letting them know, not going to allow that or let that happen. And they need that yeah. because guess what? A lot of these teams, their team leader is still selling. And yeah. so we take that place in their transition time where, hey, we'll yep. take over training your agents so that they can actually increase their production so that you as a team leader can get to that spot where you can start working on your business, right? Instead of still yeah. in it, churning out those those um, those units. So, yeah, absolutely, I agree. I'm I'm really excited for what ERS is rolling out in the new year with one-on-one coaching. Yep, uh, it's going to be very very exciting because it's been a feature that's been asked about for a long time. You know, we've always had like little check-ins here and there that people can have, but they're very small. 
and it's not scheduled. It's not regimented. It's not accountability based. So this being, being super accountability focused, I think is really going to help people, you know, skyrocket their, their progress. So I'm excited to see how people. It's being held accountable by somebody who was where they were, has done what they want to do and is currently doing what they want to do. Right. It's not just, Hey, we found somebody and we, we wrote out a syllabus for them and we would like them to parrot it. Nope. These are actually nope. people who have actually done it, it, actually did it, are still doing it, and now are helping other people do it, right? And so I wasn't even going to plan on talking about that, but I guess we should. Why don't you go over what the one-on-one coaching entails? And then, so um, yeah, you're going to get it's it's pretty standard, like uh, you know, a lot a lot like other other coaching <clears throat> platforms where you get 30 minute call every single week, and it's going to be focused on. Um, either what, what that person brings to the table and an accountability check-in, or it's going to be based on whatever that month's topic is. So if ERS is talking about metrics tracking that month, then the coach that you're going to have as a one-on-one is going to go over, what are you doing to track your metrics? Do you have a leaderboard in your office? Do you have mm-hmm. people fighting for that top place? Do you have challenges rolling? You know what I mean? What are, yep. what are some of the rewards, punishments, whatever it is for those challenges? You know, every single week diving deeper on that. If it's a month on recruiting, it's okay. Do you have your Facebook group up? You know, are you, are you training? Are, do you open up, you know, events every single week? How often are you reaching out to the, the agent on the other side of the transaction? Let's talk you about know, your group interview. All of this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just getting people on board with uh, the accountability aspect of it, I think is going to be the main difference maker here is going to be, hey, listen, you've got to perform X, Y, and Z over the next, let's say, week until we call again. Um, That's going to be huge because a lot of times, you know, people left to their own devices. Some people are awesome. Some people are great at it. But other people need that little extra push, that extra little nudge in the right direction. I think the one-on-one coaching uh, add-on to ERS is going to be a game changer for those people. I agree. And it's in addition, right? It's always in addition to already the um, the group training that we have on Thursdays, the one-on-one exactly. for your agents on Mondays and Wednesdays, the training for them, and then the investor training. It's all in addition to that, right? Yeah. And so I love it. I'm excited about it. I'm really, I'm, I, I think we either last week or this week sent out the, um, to all of our current ERS clients. We've yeah. got a lot of yeah. great feedback. So we're really excited to see, um, uh, how it goes. I know that we're going to. Okay. Be- so I got, I, I got one funny question. I know we're, we're probably running out of time, but I got a funny are, question. Yep. You got to answer. <laughs> so when, when I got started with ERS, when I was just a client of your guys's like six, mm-hmm. seven years ago, or whatever it was, yep. I was on the, like you said, I was booking calls with you all the time. Yes. So I want to know what the most annoying question or what the most annoying call was that I had with you. What was the dumbest crap I said? Oh my God. You got to give me. This I know I'm really putting you on the spot. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about this beforehand. I'm I'm on purpose putting Andy on the spot right now because I think it'll be funny. I'm hoping he remembers one. Okay, you know what? I, I I'm not going to remember the exact words, but I remember where I was. I was walking to my car because I was yeah. like an idiot. I was scheduling these things back to back, right? So I never had free oh, time. No. So like literally, I would be doing these calls sometimes when I was like. Uh, on the way to go get my lunch, right? You know what I mean? And I'm like, and I would sit outside in the parking lot, do the call, run in and grab my food, then come back out. But I remember I was on my way and I sat in my car because I was like, wait, what did he just ask? And I remember, Logan, you used to be so mad. You would call me so fired up and I would just kind of let you spend the first five minutes of venting. And you were just so mad. And I had to explain that you'd be like, why is this person doing this? Why wouldn't they do this? And I, I remember finally when it clicked with you, but I was like, Logan, they're not you. And yeah. you wanted everybody to be you. 
You're like, why yeah. wouldn't they? They should do this. They should do that. And I said, stop. You're treating everybody as if they're Logan Boyce and they are not. And if you yeah. keep expecting that, you're going to be stuck. The pool of agents that you're going to be able to recruit from is going to be so small that I think you yeah. should just continue to be Logan Boyce real estate agent. I'm like, you got to stop. And and you were like, oh, but it just make me want to pull my hair out. I remember you get so dramatic. <laughs> and you were so angry that people were not you. But I knew that you were going to be a rock star if you were able to gain the clarity and understand that, right? It, because yeah. that was Jeff. He would want to vent to me all the time. He's like, he goes, why? And I go, Jeff, there, there's a reason you're so successful. Just like you're so successful, Logan, is there aren't a lot of people like you. So you have to take that um, opportunity to, and use that success to make other people successful who aren't like you. And that is where once you realize that, and now what? You're making 20 other people successful who are not Logan yeah. Voices. Right. And that's where you got that. You flip that switch. But I mean, I'm like, oh my God, who's he mad about today? Every time I the call <laughs> and you get so mad, but that's probably on the spot without knowing and it, remembering an exact conversation. But I do remember walking out from the uh, building across the street where we used to be walking out, walking to my car and I was opening it up and I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I just remember you were so mad. <laughs> oh, so man, that would have to be good. that, man. All right, brother, I got We got to get this one wrapped up. Um, I want to appreciate you. I uh, appreciate your time. I know how busy you are and how valuable your time is. Um, I'll be looking for an Art Monk poster next time behind you. Google yeah. him. You'll have to figure out who he is. And then also, I want everybody, anybody, however you get your podcast, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, uh, YouTube, um, please give us a five. Give Logan a five-star review, right? He needs it because he... He usually doesn't think that highly of himself and he doesn't have a lot of confidence. So he needs those five-star reviews. So if you give us a five-star review, it will help others, right? Uh, be able to get in touch, see this podcast when it pops up so that they can get the same type of value that you hopefully you guys got today. I know you did because we had Logan on. So I hope everyone has an amazing rest of the week. Logan, thank you again, sir. And then Logan, really quick, um, before we hop out one thing, how do people get a hold of you if they're looking to um, reach out to you? Uh, so yeah, the easiest way, if you want to book a demo call and learn a little bit more about ERS specifically, just head over to ersdemocall.com. And if you just want to get in touch with me and, you know, shoot the shit, you can find me on Instagram at Logan James Voice, or you can just Google my name on Facebook. There's not that many of me. Oh my God, you're so famous. You're Canadian famous. <laughs> yeah, Canadian. I got one more in. All right, brother. I love you. Have an amazing week. Love you too, buddy. Cheers. Yeah.